Hey, everybody, we're Grand Fork's best source on a dirty Thursday with the Bullring Boys and Hall of Famer, the flying dirt farmer, Donnie Mack, joining us today. Show, by the way, brought to you by Auto Equipment Experts. For all your car equipment needs, check out Auto Equipment Experts in Grand Forks. They're an AC Delco distributor for auto parts and so much more. Auto Equipment Experts also sell and service all major brands of tire machines, wheel balancers, hoists, air compressors, and anything you need to stock your shop or for all you weekend warriors, your garage too. Locally and employee-owned, check them out. Auto Equipment Experts. 5036 10th Avenue South and North. They're in Grand Forks or call 701-757-2500 or go to autoequipmentexperts.com. Auto Equipment Experts open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. New sponsor on a Dirty Thursday, Auto Equipment Experts. Of course, the other half of the Bullring Boys, Chad Hobb, joining me in the studio. We'll be talking to him in just a minute. Yeah, okay, just a minute. Um, <laughs> any questions or comments, feel free to call us or text 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. And before we get going, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. And here we go. What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? <laughs> What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? <laughs> well, the answer is... Anyone can roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. What'd you think of that one, Chad? I like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I got to, that's the first joke ever I've got to see pre-race or pre, pre-show. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty <laughs> Like, should I do this one? Yes. Yes. Katie, what'd you think of that one? Oh, no, now you got to switch it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> there I am. Mm-hmm. There you there, go. There I am. Oh, a- you. A- anyone can roast beef, you know. That's, that's just an ew one for me. <laughs> ew. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go back yeah. on the show today. And what an awesome show time. we got today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer Donnie Mac. Donnie, how are you? Pretty good. You need a little more volume there now? Okay, how's that? That's good. Um, man, uh, we've been trying to get you in here uh, for a while. There we go. Oh, we lost camera. Uh, I've been trying to get you in here for a while. Um you have got quite a history. First off, away from racing, tell us a little bit about Don Mack. Well, that's, <clears throat> I, I started racing when I was uh, 18, and I quit when I was 40. And uh, I've been involved in farming all the time that I raced, which made it kind of hard to get to some places because I pretty much lived in an airplane there and mm-hmm. outlaws and that kind of stuff. And then, of course, my mother and dad got killed in... 1979, and I kind of had a call it quits maybe a little bit before I wanted to, but mm-hmm. uh, still it was all right. So when you were a youngster, uh, you were a football player, is that right? Yep. Yeah, what position did you play? I suppose uh, a I lot was, of them. I was left tackle. Left tackle, <laughs> huh? And, and where did you go to school? Where did you play? A Sacred Heart in East Grand Forks. Okay, okay. Wow. How That's did, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, how did you get your start in racing? What, when was the first time you thought... Man, I got to get me in one of these hot rods. Well, I'll tell you the first thing that did it was Kurt. So I used to take old cars and buy them and drive them in the trees and wreck them, hit a tree or something with them, and then I'd sell the parts. <laughs> but I had an Ash Lafayette and a Kurt Sobelik that had a drop front axle on it. And Kurt Sobelik, he wanted that axle, so he come out to the farm and we took the axle on. He went, hey, he says, why don't you come to the races? He says, oh. 
I'll just tell them to let you in. And I went into the races, and uh, the next uh, Friday night I went in again and ended up buying a car. <laughs> <laughs> so did you build your first car on your own then? No, I didn't. A guy by the name of Ray Johnson, I believe it was, was racing. It was a B-class car then. They were on A-class, of course. But mm-hmm. I, uh, anyway, I bought my first car for $150. Wow, it, which was a lot of money back then. Well, it was, you know, and I remember one night I made $30, and I thought, wow, this is going to be <laughs> this, easy. <laughs> I can only do this eight oh, more times. Yeah, I almost got the car halfway paid for already. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's time. Um, yeah, it's funny. How, how did you, you had a long history with Doug Howells. How, how did you meet Doug? Well, <clears throat> actually, me and a friend of mine by the name of Marvin Kozel, we, uh, uh, I, I switched to a, what they call A-class then and uh, had one year in kind of a used car and then we decided we we're going to build a car so we ended up building uh, one ourselves and uh, ran it for two years and uh, we we ended up with a George Swangler motor which was the first good motor mm-hmm. that I ever had and I, I things went pretty good we went on quite a few races and then uh, that motor, you know, in times them race motors go poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of course, George, he wasn't in the in the in the business of building motors. He mm-hmm. he switched to uh, I can't remember Desoto or something like that for for a few races. And anyway, so of course, then we started trying to put buy something from different people that raised, that sold race stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of struggled because we were having motor problems. And then that fall, Duke Inglestead used to drive. They called it the Anteater. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he was driving that, and he was a partner with Doug Owls. And so then uh, Doug, he came over and says, you won't be interested in driving uh, for me next year. Well, we were so fed up of fixing engines and stuff, it didn't take long for me to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you can drive somebody else's stuff. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you take over that, and then he has to worry about fixing. And he says, I'll just drive, yeah. Tell me what it needs to be fixed, and they'll fix it. He drives yeah. it. How cool is that? And, 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 Don, this was before sprint cars. Was this a super modified? Was that what class that was then? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably what they – it was an A-class or super modified. We used to call it A-class and mm-hmm. B-class. A-class, yeah. That's, that's crazy to see. Like, I think – do you have a picture of him behind you? I can't see. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. There's switch. Hey, hi, Katie. <laughs> There. Look how different those cars line up then. Yeah. Then, then, yeah, get you. Sorry. Yeah. See, look at that. That is a sprint car. You see that sprint car now, but now you look at the sprint cars today. Oh, yeah. Compared to that one. Yeah. How about the the change? I mean, you look at these sprint cars now, Don. It's just crazy how much they've changed and how much adjustments they can be made on now cars today. Well, shocks are so important today that most people don't realize how important they really are. I think they're more important than a, probably a torsion bar or anything, you know. And, right. Uh, there's some big money spent on shocks. It ain't hard to spend two, 3000 bucks on four shocks. Oh, yeah. hoofda. You know, and, and I like how he <laughs> nonchalantly says, yeah, we, we won a few races. Uh, I'm looking Just at a, a list few. here. Uh, Minot, Grand Forks, Glendon, Indiana, Blaine. Uh, Owatonna, Canada, Florida, Iowa, South Dakota, Fargo, Fargo. You've well, yeah, you've won a few races, Don. Yeah, I I did. I well, this you know, I just got introduced in the Hall of Fame there on Friday night. So they uh, <clears throat> they told me that that I, they announced it. I think in that that I won like 40, 40 features or more. Yeah, 
And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that he won the first feature ever at Fargo. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was the very first feature winner in Fargo ever. Yeah, and, and you know, when Don mentions the Hall of Fame, okay, that's Fargo, River right. Valley. That was last week. Uh, maybe you didn't know this. Uh, he's also in the Hall of Fame at River City Speedway. Um, Anderson, Indiana. Uh, Minot. Minot, I knew. <clears throat> Go down to Knoxville, the National Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in that, too. Yeah, darn Mox in there. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys in them all. Yeah. <laughs> That was probably my probably my favorite one, you know, because that one's got a lot of media too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there's guys like Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, Kinzer, and I yeah. mean, all them guys. And- you got when uh, you were getting introduced on Friday night at in Fargo. We had guys in Minot. Uh, Larry McFall's one of them. He's the announcer down there right now. Mm-hmm. He used to watch you race back in Fargo. I mean, in Minot, and he he'd love that, and he knew he he knew the part about you being introduced in in Minot's Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's pretty cool to see all these fans coming out like, oh, yeah, I got to watch him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to make you feel pretty good that they still remember how you did it. Well, it does, and you'd be surprised, you know, how many of them there really is. I mean, in Fargo, there was a lot of nice people that come down and said hi. And I, I, uh, I spent my winter in, <clears throat> in Arizona, and you can't believe how many times I'll run into somebody, and they're looking at me, and, I, you know, you kind of see <laughs> yeah. that they're Finally, they come over and say, are you Don Mack? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mess with them? No, I don't know that guy. Well, I say, I look a little bit different now. <laughs> Just a little bit. But yeah. I promise I'll quit eating. <laughs> uh, you know, when we get into the late 60s, <clears throat> you started doing a lot of IMCA stuff. Uh, in fact, 1969, I think you had 28 wins. Uh, that's a hell of a year there, Don. Yeah, it was, you know, and uh, we should have really won the IMC championship if we'd have listened to uh, Winkley and was, used to be the IMC promoter then. And they had a race in, uh, in uh, of course, in Minneapolis State Fair where I always wanted to go. And the reason I wanted to go is because they had a lot of, I had a lot of people from here that go down there to watch. But mm. uh, he told me, he says, you go and run that dirt at, uh, at uh, uh, Des Moines. And he says, You'll win the championship. <laughs> of course, me, I went to Minneapolis and raced on the asphalt. Right. And uh, I only lost it by 20 points. So wow. It was pretty close. But you, you were darn close to winning that national championship for IMCA and just in the first year of racing it. Yeah, that was the, well, that's, that's, really, big. The, that's really the only year I ever went for Ooh. the point deal because I can't remember how many miles we put on, but I think it was like 38,000 days. Because <laughs> you had to go to every race there was just yeah. like... Well, and then he had a farm too. Yeah, that was the, that was the that was a. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I got a very interesting question here, Don, <clears throat> and this is something I didn't know, and I figured I would because I was involved with snowmobile racing for so long. But Paula asked, "How long did Don race snowmobiles?" And did you have a few wins there too, Don? Yeah, I had a few wins there too. I, I never kept track of them, but uh, I actually was on the on the Arctic team. Oh, okay. Was that with like Cormican and, and some of those well, guys? Well, those or? guys were a step above us. I was kind mm-hmm. of a local mm-hmm. local guy, and uh, I did that for three years. And then the last two years, Doug Howells helped me mechanic on the snowcats. So oh, yeah. We. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and I was right back to the problem that I just said. 
I, I, I was leading a lot of races, and I'd blow the belt in them days, and them belts didn't hold. No. I was running that 800 king cap. Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah. strong. Motor sticking out of the hood. Yeah, and all something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah that's it. That's all that one. Yeah. Uh, Bill Novak is watching the show right now from Plymouth, Wisconsin. How about that? We got a hey, Bill. Thanks for tuning watching in. Us. Yeah. yeah, thanks. And uh, how's the cheese? I'm just, I just, I'm sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> and uh, I want to give a shout out to Bennett Bulldog. Uh, he's back yeah. in town. He used to race here at River City Speedway, limited and unlimited sprints, um, down in Houston, Texas. Now, nice. And, uh, he follows our show down there, but uh, oh, he's up you. for a couple of days, and uh, maybe we can talk him into going to River City Speedway you, tomorrow night. You know what's really cool is when we look at doing all this stuff. I never thought this show would take off like it has. Really, I don't think I, I, the expectations are me. It's just like, what's well, going to be a fun show? We're going to have some, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to BS a little bit. Um, but when I went to the World of Outlaws race, when I was helping, you know, we were helping people to the to the gates mm-hmm. and everything with golf carts. And I can't believe how many people actually told me that they watched the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah and I'm hearing it all over all now. All over, you know. And it's like, hey, you're a local celebrity. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm, we're just guys that talk on yep. our, yeah, that's all we and, do. And, and, and <laughs> when you talk about that, that's funny how we ended up getting Donnie on the show here. Uh, I come walking in. Uh, it was the night of the World of Outlaws. Yeah. And he was sitting uh, in the employee entrance there area with Linus. And uh, says, how do you get that racing show thing you do or whatever? And <laughs> so I grabbed this phone and I showed him what to do. And, and it's funny because I think the next two Fridays... As soon as I walk in, you and Linus have been watching the shows, so uh, now you get to watch yourself. So. Yeah, now you can watch the replay of himself yeah. being on. I wonder if Linus is watching right now, just judging, just yeah, laughing away. Yeah, I don't remember if I showed Linus how to use the phone, but uh. <laughs> he had to put on his readers. Yeah, yeah, he had to get on his readers. Um, when it came time, uh, one thing about you, Don, is dirt or asphalt. It didn't matter. How, how hard or, or what is the difference is it a big change is it a whole different driving style yeah it's quite a bit different you know on asphalt you don't throw in the turns and hmm. slide in there you know and you got to just keep it straight and uh you don't want any tire spin that's actually the probably the most important to keep it straight but i gotta add one thing here you know i i go to phoenix and uh of course uh i i'm a nascar fan but this year, I'm really a NASCAR fan because Kyle, Kyle Larson, <laughs> yes. isn't he unreal? Oh, my and gosh. So I sit there with all the people in Phoenix, and I say, well, hell, he won a race at our racetrack mm-hmm. last summer. Uh, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not only won a race here, but probably he, one of the best finishes we've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah. One of the amazing finishes we've seen in a long time. And that, that finish, I was telling, I remember who I was telling uh, at the racetrack, we've had... 25,000 view or whatever views for River City Speedway just on that last lap, last three laps alone. Yep. yep. I mean, so, and I, I agree with you uh, when I'm a Hendrick guy too. So as soon as Kyle Larson came back to NASCAR and went to Hendrick Motorsports, I was like, yep, I'm, I'm a five fan now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all there is to it. That, yeah. I mean, and for Hendrick, he's so dominant now. Yeah. You know, and you got the guys in the dirt are like, hey, you can have him. NASCAR. Yeah, you you uh, by any chance see who his new boss is going to be starting next year? Yeah, Jeff Gordon. Yeah, Jeff Gordon. Can yeah. get out of the booth? I love it. Yeah, I love I that. It's pretty cool. I know I know you call it nap car, but I still enjoy watching because I, I do get my best naps on Sundays. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Um, I call it nap car because yeah. I'm around dirt track racing so much, but I used to be a huge, huge NASCAR fan. Right. Uh, Dale Earnhardt. 
Uh, I had, I used to race the electric RC cars and stuff, and and my cars were always Dale Earnhardt themed. The three. Yeah, and and when Dale Earnhardt lost his life, um, I'm not kidding you, I quit watching NASCAR altogether for about three years. I think a lot of fans did. Yeah, Yeah. and and I'm I'm slowly getting back. There's tracks I do like to watch. I I, I like watching them run the road courses just because it's different. I like Talladega and uh, Daytona. And I like the short tracks, Bristol, Martinsville. Yeah, Martinsville. But but a lot of these mile and a half tracks and stuff, that's where the nap car thing kind of comes in for me. You always catch the first 20 laps. Mm -hmm. You know, I catch those and then I'm laying on my couch and I'll fall asleep and I'll wake up for the last 20. Then I'm good. (laughs) Then I'm solid. I I pretty much watch the race. But this last weekend, and he says that uh, Kyle Larson dominated this race last weekend in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that guy, doesn't matter what car he goes in, Don, he's perfect well look what he did after he left here he wins world of outlaw show here then he goes and jumps in i think a midget and he won a big midget race yeah. uh, two days later and then he jumps in a late model late model and he sixth. wins late model races yep. and and then all of a sudden back in nascar and, yeah and he's kicking butt right so when you go down to phoenix you, you like to go to the track and and take that in right yeah i usually do i uh i this year i didn't and i made a mistake because uh I didn't expect him to be. He was very exciting at at Phoenix in that yeah. first race too, because I got some uh, you know pe- people that I go to races with, and of course they're uh, mostly Hendrix guys, but they like Elliot. Yeah. And anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, Kyle was giving him all them guys a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Just, oh yeah. Uh, his pit stops weren't the greatest then, but they sure are now. And he was he was a sprint car charger well with them late models if you do that pretty soon the tires aren't any good (laughs) (laughs) right Right, 100 were were you kind of surprised to see who he signed with i mean i think a lot of people were thinking he would maybe sign with tony stewart but that didn't work were you surprised i mean again look at there's probably a little bit of dollar difference being dangled in front of your face too there there was a quite a dollar difference but anyway i kind of suspected too that because him and tony stewart were pretty good friends mm-hmm. and he ran a lot of races right. when tony runs that all-star thing you know and, uh, so i was a little surprised but in a way i wasn't because before he got in trouble call on uh, what he yep. did you know yep and he, he he was supposed to drive the 48 car mm-hmm. that, that was the first deal yeah and then that over that year that he was in trouble that kind of went away you know and i figured oh god he lost the yeah thing the of dream his life ride. and then all of a sudden you hear that uh hendrix is he shelled out a few bucks for yep. him <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah and no and no sponsor wanted to hop on with him right away so hendrix also owns a bunch of chevy dealers so he does hendrickcars.com mm-hmm. and threw it on there and mm-hmm. now he want now national guard wants a part of it and i mean look at the the name recognition mm-hmm. and it's just so cool and i agree with don in that it's so cool that we got to watch that here. Yeah, we got to. Wa- I got to meet that guy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, all it takes is one good win to get some sponsors on the car. I mean, yeah. a good name that comes to my mind is remember Derek Culp. Yeah, who won the Daytona 500 one year, and I think he finally raced his last NASCAR race like a year ago. Actually, it was the the Bush, whatever they call those guys now. The the, the oh, Infinity. Yeah, Xfinity. Yeah, he ran an Xfinity race, but yeah. that's all it takes. Uh, yeah. You just win one big race like that, and the guy raced for the next forty years because he yeah. beat Dale Earnhardt because Dale got a flat tire. Well, you, you you talk you talk sponsors and stuff. When you look at your career, Don, is there any big sponsors? I know I saw Shots Crossroads from Minot was one of your sponsors. It looks like. Well, I was very lucky. You know, I had 
probably two of the best sponsors locally because I had uh, Rydell Chevrolet even before I had oh. Donnie Schatz. But then Danny, he ended up with that truck stop in, uh, in Minot and ever since. So he was a real good supporter of mine, too. And those, those two people I have to thank a lot because they made racing a lot easier than it would have been without them. Right. Do you ever get a chance to catch up with them and talk about everything, how, how life's changed since then? Oh, I do, too. You know, uh, Wes Rydell lives in the same same part of uh, Arizona that oh. I do. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Sun City Western. And, of course, I see Danny quite a bit. I had a, quite a visit with him here before uh, before the race here. And he's just doing great. I can't believe... I don't think there's a guy anywhere that I know that's got more will to live than what he's going mm-hmm. through. What he's going through. And he looks, you know, he does look a lot different, but he's still up and smiling and shaking hands. But he looks a little better than he did two years ago. That's true. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I think you can tell it on Donnie. I don't think it's all just engine, you know. But, uh, boy, he's got that thing cooking now. Yeah, he does. He's got took a how many seconds, and he should have probably mm-hmm. won that one. Uh, he here in town would have been Tuesday night, and uh, I hope uh, I hope that uh, Donnie. I hope you got good luck for that fifty grand because it seems like he goes faster when there's more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't that the truth? He wants to dig in a little harder when there's a little bit more online. Yeah, and, and the whole crew here at uh, Dirty Thursday, uh, our, our thoughts and our prayers are with the whole Shots family. Uh, Danny's a tough dude. And uh, he's going to beat this thing. You know, we haven't even gotten into half of what we need to talk with Donnie about. But uh, we <laughs> yeah. got to take a little break here. We'll go over track schedules for you, too, in a minute here. But if uh, you're looking for an oil change fast, maybe you want to go on the road this weekend, tell you what, head on over to Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Grand Forks. Uh, you, you drive up to the door. Uh, they basically open the door, and you drive right in, and they'll change your oil while you sit in your vehicle. Maybe you want to go shopping. You can do that, but you're probably not going to have time. They're also going to check your cabin air filter, your wiper blades, your fluids, your head and your taillights, your batteries, your tires. Uh, they also do tranny and coolant flushes. You don't need an appointment either. It's timely service that won't slow you down while you sit in your vehicle. Mention Grand Fork's best source. They'll give you an additional $7 savings on your oil change. And if you can't leave work and you live in town, they'll come and pick your vehicle up too. Locally owned and operated, they're open seven days a week and fast. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're at 3325 South 38th Street. Or call 701-780-8462, but make sure you tell them Grand Fork's best source sent you. On a dirty Thursday with the Bullring Boys and Hall of Famer Donnie Mack, the Flying Dirt Farmer. Uh, Going to go over some schedules. Norman County Raceway and Ada tonight at the Norman County Fair. Got the Minnesota IMCA Sprint Car Series, the NLRA Late Models, the IMCA Sport Mod Stock Cars and Hornets. Uh, what else we got here? Tomorrow night, River City Speedway, uh, Greater Grand Forks Fair Racing. NOSA Outlaw Sprints tomorrow night, Street Stocks, Midwest Mods. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saturday, Devil's Lake Speedway, the Golden Hammer Classic NLRA so pumped up for that. Model Special. Yeah. Two grand to win. Hey, yeah. do you see who's running uh, Shots' late model? I did. Tyler Peterson. Tyler Peterson's uh, running it. Yeah. yeah IMCA uh, driver. Really good yeah, driver. Really good driver. Uh, modified driver. Yeah. Uh, so you also got uh, Professional Dirt Series and the Western Renegade Wingless Sprints going to be at Devil's Lake Saturday. Uh, do I got more in there? Sunday, uh, Greenbush Race Park, the Rebel Midwest Mod Tour making a stop. In Greenbush. Yep. A-Mod, Streets, Pier Stocks, Four Cylinders. Yeah. Sunday, back at River City Speedway, all part of the fair. Uh, NLRA Late Model Tour going to be here. The Midwest Mods and the Lightning Sprints. 
And then Sunday to wrap up your racing weekend at Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon. Limited late models, the IMCA mods, the Idex Legends, plus the BRRS regular shows that go on there. So, um, man, I tell you what, you can pick a track all weekend long and, and, and watch racing for five days in a row. Not bad. So if I, if you, if, <laughs> can, can you see? You can almost see Donnie Mac's sprint car on me if I, I'm the floating head right now on my thing. Yeah. <laughs> There it am. You know, we got to talk to Jason. Jason Berg wants to come on the show here before in July sometime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got to talk to you. Okay. Um, he texted me last night. Hey, reminder, like, Jason, talk to uh, the guy that schedules stuff. I just mm-hmm. show up here. <laughs> yeah, get a hold of me because yeah. we've already got a couple weeks in uh, July booked. The first two weeks in July are yeah. booked already, but yeah, we can so get squeeze a hold. them in if we have to. Here. Now, I got to take this thing off. It's hot, but this is the floating head, uh, Katie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's warm. Katie. Oh, yeah. now she's taking hers off, too. Look at yeah. Isn't that funny how they can just go invisible? I That's wish cool. I could do that throughout Just the day. Head. Just go invisible throughout the day. Yeah. Somebody wants to come talk to me. No, nope, I'm, I'm gone. All right. And, uh, speaking of Jason Berg, Donnie, uh, Jason Berg just texted in and he said, uh, good morning, Grand Forks, best source, Mr. Mack, well-deserved award. I always appreciate our conversations dating back to my days on the track, working at, at uh, RRVS when you bought the outlaws, brought the outlaws to Fargo. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Pappenfuss says my first sprint car hero and, uh, oh, Jack Croker likes my shirt. And then he says, Donnie's a great guy. Always enjoys seeing him around. Um, kind of nice hearing good things about you, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's always nice. You know, uh, that was uh, kind of one thing about owning the racetrack is uh, uh, when you were watering the racetrack, you'd go in the pits. And I got so I wouldn't even go in the pits because <laughs> some of my best friends didn't like my track. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, being an announcer, they act like I am in charge of a lot yeah. of this stuff. And it's like, hey, I got nothing to do with it. So, I just show up and talk. That's so funny because I'm the same way down below in the, inside the track. I have a headset on just so I can hear saying John's voice yeah. so I can hear what's going on. They think I'm an official. So they point at me and they get their hand out of the window. Like, come here. I'm like, no, I, I pull up my microphone. I'm like, you want to talk? He's like, no. OK, then that's all I do is I talk. Uh, by the way, uh, Jason and Jory text me get a hold of me we'll see when we can schedule you because uh, i know jory wants to get back on the show too yeah all right let's move ahead now um, we got a bunch of questions to get through yet so i gotta yeah um uh, sprint cars uh was paul leffler and don maxwell is that how you got into the sprint car thing then or how did that work yeah that's kind of the way that <clears throat> i well it's not the way i got in sprint cars i ran them quite a bit before that okay but, uh, max campbell always uh wanted me to drive for him and and uh, anyway, he says, I'll buy you the best sprint car in the country. And you know how that goes pretty soon. Oh, yeah. You start yeah. thinking, well, maybe. And uh, so anyway, uh, he says, well, pick any race car you want in the United States. So, of course, I picked Johnny Rutherford's car that he just won the USAC championship Oh, with. sure. But he was in Winchester on the last race there, and he flew over the end, broke both hands. <laughs> so... So anyway, oh, gosh, what I, I got to meet all them guys on the first uh, weekend, and now, uh, uh, you know, I, I know them guys, and mm-hmm. it kind of makes it pretty interesting. And, of course, Paul Leffler, he was a pretty good mechanic in them days himself. You know, we, uh, we get into the, the 70s. Um, I know your best friend uh, back then, Dave Scarry, was killed in Fargo. Um, how did that affect you? I mean, I know you were there. I, were you on the track at that time? Yeah, I was probably the first guy that walked up to him because I was in the same heat. Mm-hmm. And I seen him flipping, but when I seen the car, I knew it wasn't going to be good. But I started walking up to the car, and there was a stream of blood. 
Oh, boy. I, I, I thought he was in big trouble, and, of course, uh, he was. And I'll tell you what, it affected sprint cars uh, quite a bit at that time because there's a few drivers uh, that, that actually quit. I was actually thinking about it because me and Dave become real good friends the last two years or so that we raced together ever since he got that number two right with the with the dinner or mm-hmm. speaker or, or anyway and and uh, uh so we we were flying in the races together and we, i mean it was just probably at that point one of my best friends in racing so it was really hard you know i tell you what i sat in the tra- tractor there driving you know maybe maybe it's dumb to race <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right but the race car won so i kept on <laughs> yeah i no. mean it definitely makes you think a little twice when well especially sure when especially when you see your best friend go through what they went through and but i i don't know sometimes it's tough to get that racing blood out of you you know especially yeah. when you you love it so much and yeah. and then you think about he wouldn't want you to quit no i don't think he would uh you know because he was just a he was just a super guy. Right. Just a super guy. I, I really never seen him mad or anything, you know. And we used to, go, of course, do business with him, you know, with the farm. You always got mm-hmm. ready eight years leaking. And uh, he did a good job on his business and everything. And it's just too bad that it had to end that way. But I can tell you one thing. He died doing what he wanted Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 100%. See, I would think the hard part about being now would be coming home to my wife at the end of the night and having to listen to what she had to say and, and my family well there's problems like that let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you a good one about dave okay is uh this was you know before i knew him really well and he kind of got started a race and incidentally he's the first guy that i know that ran his first first race and won the feature in grand forks and of course wow. he had george swengler's car which was a big plus that helps but anyway he uh <laughs> He uh, ran his own car, and he blew the motor here in Grand Forks. And so he had no motor on Sunday. So what does he do? He actually goes and swipes the motor out of his wife's car <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuck it in there and raced. <laughs> See her wants to run to the grocery store and the car won't start? <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, you mentioned him uh, winning his first feature at River Cities, but, um, you know, talking uh, with people, one um, year up in Winnipeg, I hear you won every heat and every feature that you were entered in the, the whole year. You won them all. Yeah, I did that one year, and that was, of course, you know, we uh, there's not always a lot of cars in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. you know, but it was, it was fun racing there, and Pete, he was the platform guy that was the promoter you know and he was always good to me and uh it was it was fun doing it mm-hmm. so i mean back then don do you realize you were the guy that when you pulled into the pits with your hauler everybody else was like crap yeah yeah max, max showed here. up again yeah son of a well, bitch i oh, don't know I gotta, hold on i got i got a dollar oh, oh. <laughs> he's got to put money in the swear jar now <laughs> I messed it up. I was doing really good for the first half hour. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to Taco Bravo Racing. They're watching the show today, too. Thanks for tuning in, guys. guys. Um, I want to get back to the pavement thing a little bit. Um, You know, you won a lot of dirt track races, Donnie, but um, your pavement, uh, I mean, you won the St. Paul Golden 200, uh, Florida Sprint Car Races, the Little (laughs) 500 winner. You've won a lot of pavement races, too. Well, I did, and I know that Doug must have had a pretty good secret on how to get the car working, but we did win our last 
six big races on asphalt. I won them the last three in Minneapolis, and then I uh, won two 500s in uh, in in uh, uh, Florida, and then of course won the Little Indy 500. And I won wow won two of them that year. But uh, the car always worked good, you know, and it's it just people don't realize how easier it is to drive a car that's really working compared to one that sure. wants to jump around yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, not sawing on the wheel yeah if you compared both tracks don like from dirt or asphalt what what would be your go-to well i like dirt yeah i always like dirt i had uh so then anyway after won that florida 500 so then we were running on dirt and i want to feature on dirt in front, that was also in Florida, and then the I should I saved that newspaper, but I can't find it. But the headlines in the Florida paper were "Asphalt Driver Wins on Dirt." <laughs> <laughs> if they only knew, yeah. if they only knew. Now, back then, were you running the same car, or was it a different car? No, we, asphalt, we, a different for dirt. At that time, we were running two different cars. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, That's crazy. Now, it, this is a, another thing. I, I guess I knew about it, but it. it you know, sometimes you forget about things. Um, you kind of flirted around a little bit with uh, running an IndyCar into the Indianapolis 500. Is that right? Well, that's absolutely right. You know, that was my big dream. If there's anything in uh, my life that uh, I wish I could have done is I always wanted to run them Indy cars, And I actually had two chances at it, but the, uh, they weren't good cars, you know. And now I wish I'd even took a car that wasn't good, but I didn't. And then me and Hank Elberts, we bought Art Sagaya's team, and, mm-hmm. and Hank, he bought that two years before I got involved, and he owned half of it with this Art Sagaya from Washington. Keith Lee Quinsman, which probably a lot of people mm-hmm. recognize the name, he used to drive for him. And then uh, Hank, he calls me up and says, well, uh, Sagaya died, and she wants to sell the rest of the team, so then I bought the rest of the team for pennies compared to what he had mm-hmm. but anyway we had the engines ready dug halls and one of dan gurney's uh, mechanics were in uh, in bismarck we had three cars ready to go we had three motors ready to go but we were going to get sponsored by uh by uh well steiger was you mm-hmm. know, and uh it was really laid out well hank he was good at doing something like that he they had me farming on the farm driving this tiger and then getting oh, yeah. getting a plane it would have been good advertising right but that was when uh nixon's five dollar wheat went back to three yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was not cool uh, that might take the wind out of the sails <laughs> that, a little bit yeah, yeah so of course then they tightened down and you know a farming mm-hmm. thing got tight like it is now this them it's amazing them dealers can survive, but for the money they get for that stuff, it's unreal. Today, oh, yeah. a combine will cost as much as a quarter land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that, that something? That blows my mind how Man. much. And uh, I farmed for, well, I suppose it was probably pretty close to 40 years, and and uh, I never had not but $3 wheat. Yeah. Oh. How many other? I used to work for... My first job of $5 a day. Yep. Well, where that went to by the time I quit farming. And, you know, everything, farming is so far out of whack that people don't understand that there's no parity there at all. Mm-hmm. You know, not of, out of a grocery store, they get four and a half cents out of every dollar spent. It used to be six, seven. That's just about a yep. 50% hit. Yeah, right. And, and you know what gets me, Don, is you act like you used to farm. Uh, I see you at the farm shop all the time when I drive by there. <laughs> yeah. I know you're still involved with uh, with the farm. Well, and of course, when I 
when I haven't got anything to do, it's a good place to sit and mm -hmm. watch. And, and uh, uh, I got, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad that the f part of the family is still. Yeah, I mean, you got farming. a couple of the grand boys there, the grandkids. And, yeah. yep, that's cool. Uh, Joshua Johnson, by the way, texted Don. He says, I ended up with stuff from Don Kilfoy's racing collection and actually came across a press kit from the indie program that you were involved in. So uh, there is some of that indie stuff with your name still floating around out there, and it's local here, too. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, awesome. Um, all of a sudden, it comes time for World of Outlaws. Uh, when they formed back, I believe it was 1980, Ted Johnson. Uh, 78. Seven, okay, 78. Um, you started with World of Outlaws. How did that all go? Well, that, that one, good. And, of course, Ted Johnson, you know, is probably also one of my favorite men in my mm -hmm. career. And uh, he was always good to me, but he's the guy that dreamt this thing up. We're racing in, uh, in Tampa, and he was going to start this World of Outlaw thing. And uh, he put it all together, you know, it was going to be $2,000 to win no matter what. And uh, uh, it just got going, and I was just there that I was, I was one of the first outlaws. I was, along with some good names, I mean, mm -hmm. Wolfgang Kinzer, Furco. Sure. Uh, a lot of good guys, and uh, it just went from there, you know, and then uh, Ted, he was always good to me. Then, uh, when of course, when I was in Florida and quit that, told him that I was going to have to quit that, that uh, May, he uh, says, well, why don't you promote a race in Fargo? I says, well, how in the hell, you know, how yeah. am I going to do that? So anyway, he told me, approach him, so I approached Fargo, and they were good enough to uh, you know, do it. Mm -hmm. and we had a thing going there that I thought was going to completely be as competitive <clears throat> as Knoxville. Oh, yeah. The last race that I was involved, there was a three-day race, and uh, we had like 22,000 people mm -hmm. there. And, I mean, the fair did unreal on it. And then there's always some new members that figure they don't need somebody, and that's kind of what happened. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I can remember then uh, people used to put those, those couple of days on their calendar every year and head to Fargo. You know, to go watch these guys on the big half-mile track. Yeah. And, uh, man, you talk about some fast cars. Did you ever, back in those days, did you ever get to talk or hang out with Carl Kinzer? Oh, I knew Carl Kinzer pretty well because I was a good friend at mm -hmm. But So I, I talked to him a lot. And, of course, that kind of blew up when uh, Steve got that right in NASCAR. And uh, I think Carl wanted to go with it. I don't know exactly what happened there, but there was some problem there. So then he started racing with his... Uh, with his son, and mm -hmm. of course, they won some championships. Yeah, they did. And it made no difference who Carl worked for. Right. They, they won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember, actually, uh, I was along helping a guy on a 360 back in that World of Outlaw shows in Fargo. And uh, so I was out walking the track with a screwdriver, just making it look like I knew what I was doing out there, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I look up, and there's Carl Kinzer's walking beside me. And we ended up walking a whole <laughs> half a lap together. But <clears throat> I said, uh, how's your car looking tonight? And he goes, what are you guys racing? I said, 360. <laughs> oh, and he started talking about the track and the car and everything else. So and you, everything was cool. Did and you have a yeah. screwdriver, like a screwdriver hand or a drink screwdriver? I just want to know if it's the actual, did you have a screwdriver drink or was it just the actual tool? It was the tool. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you believe that if you'd have told him, we got a sprint car, 310 sprint, or 410 sprint car here, 
uh, he'd have probably told you, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some exercise. Yeah, just, this track looks really tricky. I'm going to go back and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, Don, when you think about all of your wins, um, I, I have it down here somewhere, how many features you've won, but do you have a favorite win that, that will always be your best win or your favorite <laughs> night in a car? Well, I do, and, you know, I hate to take to talk about it because uh, <laughs> he was one of my, you know, Perkle uh, uh, was one of my mm-hmm. best friends, and, I mean, we were good friends, and the whole family was a good friend. And, of course, that time when I beat him in Fargo on that last lap, I, I could see the grandstand just yeah. standing up, you know, and it, it was it was unreal, but... You win them 500s and some of them races, it's, it's a pretty good feeling, too. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, you win any race, it's a good feeling. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, one also thing about you, Don, uh, is you were known for winning all these features, but you didn't wreck a whole lot in your career. No, I was lucky I didn't. Uh, one time I <clears throat> bent the axle in Fargo, and I was kind of, you know, feeling crappy about it. And, Doug, he's worked putting on a new axle, and he says, oh, don't feel too bad. He says, this has been on there for seven years. Don't oh, jeez. <laughs> Do you uh, ever, yeah, ever, perfect, besides uh, taking cars and running them into trees and stuff when you were young, you ever have a car upside down or go over on you? Oh, yeah, I used to roll them in the yard. Mm, yeah, my, my dad used to do that, <laughs> used too. used to roll them in the and, yard. And, yeah. and that is the truth, because I used to get these old Model A's, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you'd come in there. Their suspension wasn't that great. Yeah. My mother, she was watching on the porch, and I turned too sharp. Boop! Down she went. <laughs> she goes, oh, they're screaming. Are you all right? Are you? <laughs> Just practicing, yeah. Mom. Were you laughing in the car or thinking, oh, I'm going to get my butt kicked for this yeah, one? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, checking, but... Yeah, um, I was. She was. Uh, would have been dad. I probably would have. <laughs> you know, you kind of stepped away now. Uh, you were uh, a track owner, uh, a partner, and and I think have you stepped away from that altogether now? Yes. Okay. So, uh, and, and it was funny because, well, Don's retired now, but you were still at the track every Friday night. I mean, but Don Mac is it, it, that's just what he does. He's there, but he's in a different position now. Mm-hmm. Now he's sitting in the grandstands, like right when you walk up through the. I always come up to the one side and I always say hi to him, and he's always sitting there. He's not in the infield anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, staring at me like, "Okay, questions yeah. two, let's go." Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. How so. many times has he yelled at you in victory lane when he used to stand up behind the little sign there? He just when I'd walk. Okay, so the first year I was here, he was still owner, and I walked down to victory lane and i'd look up at him and he goes make it quick you got it <laughs> done he, he used to <laughs> he used to hang over that thing and yeah. he'd go hey and then, i'd look up and he'd go that's yeah. <laughs> well, especially i was one guy uh in our organization that really wanted to be done by 10 o'clock because yep. yep. i know that them people with the kids there mm-hmm. yeah and that's the oh. greatest thing there is in racing yep. just think how many parents they bring right 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 and uh you know, they think about probably being racers. And, uh, of course, uh, Linus, he threw him a lot of candy. That was always very interesting, I mm-hmm. thought, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's why I feel that uh, too many, I'm, I don't want to knock the guys that are running it now, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, if the show gets too long, people start leaving. Yeah. Well, and, and I want you to know, because uh, I know you're probably not directly involved, but our goal every night 
is to get out there before 10. That's, mm, right. that's what we that, shoot and for. That's exactly why I was at. Yeah. When mm-hmm. it was getting late and I was starting to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, now, now my whole take on this was, yeah. and I remember telling you this that one night, I'm like, Don, it's the first time this guy's been in victory lane and he's been coming here for years. We're going to give him a couple of minutes here. And then you, you never would say anything back to me about it, but no. I got it drilled into me that, uh, you know, let's speed this up a little bit. So you had, you had Don on you, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had one year of Don and it was, uh, we're pretty good, but now I have Mike Witherall. Oh, <laughs> I got Mike Witherall on my butt. Like if it's taking too long, he's like, he'll, he'll walk, he'll turn and walk. And just like, so you don't hear him directly. he will be like, I got to get a show going. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Sorry. Well, uh, I didn't know that, but I say good going, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for the announcer that's stuck 900 feet up. That's got to go down 3,000 stairs to go to the bathroom during intermission. And I got to wait till you're done with the redraw and all that stuff. Yeah. And then with my bad knees, I try to fall all the way down the bleachers so yeah. I can run to the bathroom. And all of a sudden you'll hear the cars coming out to, to warm up. And it's like, I'm still taking a leak. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, and then he yells at me, Chad, Roberts is gone. You need to talk. What am I going to talk about? I, I, I don't have the lineups. I got nothing. So as the cars are coming on the track, I'm like, okay, there's Tucker Peterson, the 27P. There he goes. Like, <laughs> um, Joshua Johnson. Uh, well, first, I'm going to talk. Uh, Amanda Joel Enright says, this is a spectacular interview. Uh, Josh wants to know, would a book or memoirs of your life ever be a possibility? You ever think about writing a book about you, all the things you've done, Don? Well, I guess I, you know, never, ever gave that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that, uh, anybody would probably want to write about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious in the show that, uh, uh, you look at everybody that's talked to us and stuff tonight, today, Don, is everybody likes the history of what, what has become dirt track racing. Yeah. And, and knowing what you've started, you, you've, you've been a part of and have started some spectacular things, especially in North Dakota. And I, I know for sure our listeners and everybody's going to want to know. I mean, that'd be, it's just something cool to talk about. And, I, and you have right now, we've had 63 total viewers at one point in time um, watching this show. It, it's, history is spectacular. And it is very interesting to find out. You know, why did you do it? What happened? You know, how many rollers did you have? Or nobody knows out there just talking to you that you rolled a Model T in the in the in your in your front yard just because. And that's what's so awesome about this. I mean, that's, that's, I was excited when you texted me and said, "Hey, we got Don Mack for the mm-hmm. show." Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, you know, and the thing is too, uh, when you talk about Don Mack, uh, the Mack family in general. I mean, yes. for how many years was there at least one Mack racing a sprint car? I mean, because we got Don, we got Sonny, Todd, you got Todd's three boys, you got uh, Sonny's boy, all have had their share of wins here at River City Speedway. Yeah, and that's, you know, kind of uh, disappointing to me that some of them didn't race longer than they did. But I'll tell you what, the cost on these sprint cars is just absolutely Mm. goofy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they, uh, I, I sometimes wish that on a local deal like this that a guy could afford, run affordable cars, and I kind of like that IMC class because uh, they're, at least they're crate engines, so everybody can't. You know, I tell you what, knowing what a guy knows about engines, I mean, you can take a, say, a 310, you know, and take it and pull the heads off and do a few little things, and you're going to change that thing on real, and it's still going to yeah. matter mm-hmm. 310. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's nice about these crate motors is that they're all the same no matter what. Yeah. Right. They're sealed. And uh, 
I think, you know, if I was ever going to start a new class that uh, I would like to start something. Everybody's in the same field there. The bad thing about that is that the problem we have here at River City Speedway is now they want to have a, a big race. It's hard to get cars to come here. We tried all kinds of big races and we were that. And I'd go down to the Knoxville Nationals and I'd beg guys to come, you know. And uh, it was just hard to get guys. But we, we sometimes we got California car. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we got, but I could never get the... You got to have a name. In the, yeah, yeah. Some kind of a name. Yep, know? yep. Like, and I'll tell you what, that's another thing that I got to say about Donnie Schatz is he supported Grand Forks Speedway all his life. Mm-hmm. And he never hit us for a bunch of money or yep, something like right. all the, you know, I, uh, I, I'm a, I was a great fan of Tony Stewart's and I probably still am, but uh, when we were on the track, we were trying to get him to come. Yeah, yeah. They wanted 80000 to come to a race, oh. so how are you going to make that? When he was, <laughs> yeah. he was running the Articat car, I believe. And but, I think so. He probably was. But, yeah, because yeah. I was kind of hoping Tony was going to show up, you know. But the, and the and that's, what, that, that's what I like about uh, uh, Kyle Larson. He never hit us for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you imagine a name like that, what a guy could pay for him oh, today? Just, just oh. to get him to show up, yeah. And I'll tell you what, NASCAR is surprised because he's real quickly becoming the favorite. Yeah, he yeah. is. You know, then people just go nuts. Yeah. I mean, you got to thank Donnie Schatz for a lot of things, too. Not only is he local, he's North Dakota owned, but when we interviewed him, he had nothing but nice things to say about his memories and his luck at River City Speedway. And the guy just loves it in North Dakota. Yeah, he even loves uh, Forks Karting Association's uh, go-kart track here in Grand yeah. Forks. He, he says it's he says that all go-kart dirt tracks should be modeled after the one in Grand Forks. So that's <laughs> off to you, Forks Karting Association. Uh, Jade Hastings texts in. He says, awesome show today. Thank you, Mr. Mack, for everything you have done to help make racing what it is in the upper Midwest. See, a lot of people know you, Don. Yeah, I say thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to hear that. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool when you hear all the peers that you don't get to talk to on the weekly basis anymore are chiming in and be like, you know, thank you for what you've done for the sport. That's got to make you feel a little bit better about everything you've chosen about to do. Got one last question for you. Um, how do you want to be remembered first as a race car driver? Well, I don't really even know how to answer that. I guess I just want people to remember me as, you know, Don Mack as I do Wolf Gang and Steve Kinzer and, uh, you know, probably one of the drivers that you cheered for when mm-hmm. you were here. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you want to be remembered as a promoter slash owner? Well, I tell you what, <clears throat> I would never, ever own a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could do it, you go over, if you could do everything over again, don't buy a racetrack. Yeah, I'll skip but, that chapter. <laughs> but I did, you know, and uh, I quit racing in 1980. We had our first outlaw show in Fargo in 1980. And I think I was there for, I don't know, 22, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Something like then when I quit that, well, of course, you know, Wayne Anderson, he's a guy that I admire very much. And he calls me up and he says, I think we should try and get the racetrack. And he says, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we put a deal together and got Zavros <laughs> and some of them then changed the track. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who says what. We've got some of these people that go to some of these races in some of these other towns. Please come to the races and see what we got here. Yeah. Our show is, well, we won the show of the, show of the, the United track. States. Yeah, the world. Yep. The world. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's saying quite a bit for the guys. Uh, uh, my brother Linus, he's really good. He's, 
he can talk to anybody and not get mad, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I talk to somebody and get mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that gives big props to the guys that we have to do the track now. I mean, our staff at River Cities, uh, Tommy helps out doing everything mm-hmm. every day. Doogie and the guys, Doogie uh, and the, the guys. fire and rescue, all of them. All of them. It just speaks volumes of our, the crew that we have. Yeah, well, when you, when you hear announcers uh, like Johnny Gibson and Rick Eshelman and the, the late model guys and the world of outlaw guys saying this is their favorite track right. in the world, that tells you something. Well, that's the reason why Kyle Larson came. Mm-hmm. It's because all these guys are like, I, I love River Cities. I love River Cities. And all of a sudden, he showed up yeah. and... I bet you he loves it too now. Yep. Um, I do have one more question for you, Don, just because uh, it was texted to me from Paula. And she says, um, would you ever get in a car again and do some hot laps? Well, you know, uh, when I had uh, the grandsons and all that doing that, I I did that a few times. Oh, okay. But I'm going to tell you something about getting younger like I am. After about three laps, I was ready to stop and take a rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What a great show. This was, this was probably one of my favorite ones for sure. Just get, I gotta say, I'm, I like history. The history Mm -hmm. of what he's gone through and what he's done in his life is pretty phenomenal. Um, and yeah, it's just, this is pretty cool. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was awesome. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up the show with one more text from John been part of the track, some type of way for years. One of the greatest guys out there, nothing but the highest respect have honestly had some of the best dirt track conversations with Don. Thank you. Thank you for everything you have done as a driver and owner. Uh, hashtag legend. Now you're a legend. Mic yep. drop. That's very nice, and thank you. <laughs> wow. I, I wish this show wouldn't end. That's, this is great. I wish I had to go back to work. Yeah. could sit here and talk racing all day. Uh, Donnie, you going to be at the track Friday night? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you want to meet the guy, the legend, the Hall of Famer in five different Hall of Fames, the Flying Dirt Farmer. Head on over to River City Speedway tomorrow night. Donnie will be there. And thank you so much for yes. coming in today. Thank you. you. I'll tell you guys, I really enjoyed this show. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Next time we have you on, we're bringing beer. Yes. <laughs> I quit drinking. Oh, well. No, that's not true. (laughs) We're definitely going to get beer. Hey, a special shout-out going out to Rumors Sports Bar and Casino for helping you get this Dirty Thursday show today. I love Rumors. In fact, they got $3 pounders going on the whole month of June. How about that? That's worth going in there for sure. Uh, The atmosphere is great. Televisions everywhere. If you're a sports nut like I am, uh, maybe you want to bet on the horses. Maybe you want to play a little bingo. They do that all the time, too. Uh, NHL games, the playoffs going on. Go check it out. They've got express lunch specials. They've got the room for the parties. They've got all kinds of food, lunch, and dinner specials. And don't forget about Fiesta Fridays either, all right? Rumor Sports Bar and Casino, Scotty, BT, and the whole crew over there love that place. And it's conveniently located, too, right over there. It's perfect. Hey, tomorrow, ah, what do we got going on? Of course, we've got uh, our morning update. We're also going to do a quick show with uh, Captain Brad Dirk about the Shields Boundary Battle Catfish Tournament coming up. And tonight, we're going to be right here in the parking lot live for the Mayor's Back the Badge Ride. Wow, it's going to be a busy weekend. Hey, make sure you like, share, tag, and follow us. Make sure you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, too. That way, you're never going to miss the show. You know, we all know Grand Forks is great. Grant Fork's best source is giving it an identity again.